This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marsha Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. I am presently in the process of writing a book which I am calling The Gospel According to Jesus. It is the Gospel story told from the perspective of Jesus as a teacher of non-duality. In doing this, it involves me studying the Gospel of Mark, both in English translation and the Greek text, and comparing passages to parallel accounts in the other Gospels and the Gospel of Thomas. This process enables me to see things that I might not ordinarily see and to ponder things I would not ordinarily ponder. Recently one passage caught my attention. It is the story that takes place early in Jesus' ministry, where Jesus' family comes to Capernaum to find Jesus and take him home because they thought he had lost his senses, as one translation put it. Today we would say that he was mentally ill. A parallel passage in the Gospel of John says that he has a demon and is insane. People were saying that Jesus was demon-possessed, which was the explanation in the first century for all sorts of mental and physical illnesses, from schizophrenia to epilepsy. According to the story, scribes from Jerusalem were saying he is possessed by Beelzebul and he casts out demons by the ruler of demons. It got me thinking, was Jesus mentally ill? The question came up again in a conversation I had with an old friend who is also a Baptist minister. We went to seminary together. He was saying that he thought a lot of the prophets in the Bible were mentally ill. I replied that if they had antidepressants in biblical times then we would probably not have half the Bible. Then we talked about Jesus and this passage where his family thought Jesus was mentally ill. This phone conversation was prompted by a blog post that I put on recently entitled Living in a Philip K. Dick World. In that piece I said that American politics, especially my political party, has gone crazy. People are believing all sorts of crazy conspiracy theories. I talked about the science fiction writer Philip K. Dick who who was likely mentally ill but he wrote marvelous stories and novels that contain a lot of spiritual insights. I mentioned also George Orwell and compared the political propaganda of of our day to his 1984 doublespeak. This is how I started thinking about Jesus and mental illness. In the Gospel story it says that Jesus was teaching in a house in Capernaum 
when some members of his extended family, probably cousins and uncles, maybe aunts, had come down from Nazareth to retrieve him and take him home because they thought he was out of his mind. You can just imagine the conversation that his family had that resulted in the decision to do this. When Jesus refused to go with them, it says a little later his mother and his brother showed up. And they were also concerned about him. He was not right in the head and they wanted to take him home. So the question is, was Jesus family correct? I mean, they knew him better than anyone. They knew him for 30 years and we don't know hardly anything about Jesus during those three decades. Now, were there other episodes that happened in his life that would lead them to think that Jesus had psychological problems and that he had gone over the edge now, that he was mentally ill? When I ran this idea past my wife, she was not happy that I was even entertaining the idea. She insisted that, of course, Jesus was not mentally ill, and that was that, and I should not write about her or speak about that possibility. End of discussion. Well, obviously, I'm not so sure about that. As I study the life of Jesus, I see him quite stressed on occasion, needing it off by himself repeatedly. Just, I think, to stay sane. Jesus was very emotional. And sometimes his emotions were right on the edge. For example, there is that scene when he got violent in the temple and drove the money changers out with a whip. What would happen if a preacher did something like that today? He would be arrested and very likely put in the psych ward for observation for a few days. I mean, it would get be all over the social media. The account of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane also says that he was so emotional that he sweated drops of blood. This is a, a known medical condition which can occur under conditions of extreme physical or emotional stress. Jesus was an intensely emotional person. But was Jesus emotionally ill? Why rule that out? As I quote in my blog, Twixt truth and madness lies but a sliver of a stream. Jesus certainly was paranoid. We see that throughout the Gospels. That he thought the authorities were out to get him. And he was right. Once again, as they say, it's not paranoia if they really are out to get you. And after all, he did think he was God. Mentally ill people see the world different than most people see it. What if what people call the real world is the delusion? What if we all are living in a socially accepted and agreed upon delusion? And that those who see the world differently are actually the same ones. That's the premise of most of Philip K. Dick's stories. At the end of my blog, I 
quote Orwell's 1984. He says, being in a minority, even in a minority of one, did not make you mad. There was truth and there was untruth. And if you clung to truth, even against the whole world, you were not mad. That's what I was exploring in that blog post and what I'm exploring here today. Jesus saw a spiritual reality that no one else could see. He was a minority of one. He saw reality as the kingdom of God and the physical world that everyone else saw as the illusion. And so do I. So have a lot of spiritually minded people in history. More and more people now seem to be waking up to the spiritual reality like never before. I'm not exactly sure why this is, although I suspect it has to do with the ease of communication in our generation. We have access through the internet, through two spiritual teachers and preachers from all over the world and throughout all history. Whereas before, access to teaching like that was very rare. For some people, for some reason, people are waking up to spirituality now. The reality that only, you know, rare mystics and saints and founders of religions used to see. People are seeing the world differently than what is the common consensus of reality. And if these spiritual people are right, that means that 99% of, of the earth's population are deluded. Jesus calls this true reality as behind everything the kingdom of God, which he said is within us and around us, and he said it's spread out upon the earth and people do not see it, but he saw it. Did that make Jesus mentally ill? Does that make him delusional or insane? I think not. If it does, you can put me in the same boat. I think Jesus was the only sane one of his generation. So, I have to, after coming around a long way, I have to agree with my wife here. From the world's perspective, and from his family's perspective, Jesus seemed crazy. But in reality, he was the sanest of humans. I think there are only a few sane people in each generation, although I think that is changing. In one sense, the world is getting crazier, I think, and nuttier, especially when it comes to politics and even religion, extreme religion. Well, at the same time, it seems like more people are spiritually waking up and becoming whole becoming truly sane, you might say. I interpret Jesus's ministry of exorcism, which dominates the Gospel of Mark, as Jesus helping people wake up to sanity. That's how I am interpreting the passages in this book that I am writing now. Jesus was not really driving out demons. There are no such spiritual entities. There are no little devils wandering around the ethers trying to enter you and possess you. Demons were simply the first century explanation for mental illness and physical illness. And what the Bible describes as casting out evil spirits, what Jesus was actually doing was healing people 
of mental illness. He was restoring people to wholeness and sanity. He was bringing inner peace to people who were in psychological distress. And this is exactly what is needed today because there's an epidemic in our society, especially American society, of anxiety and depression and other forms of emotional distress. I think it is a misunderstanding of scripture to take it literally and believe in evil spirits and therefore try to drive evil spirits, demons, out of people like some preachers do and like faith healers do today. I think that's really wrong. I think to tell people that mental illness is being caused by demons is religious or spiritual abuse in my opinion. Mental illness is physical illness because the brain is part of the body. Medical Mental illness is a medical problem that needs to be tra treated medically and yet there's also the spiritual dimension of this. Spiritual wholeness can relieve emotional suffering which is exactly what Jesus was doing, I think. Mental illness is a serious issue these days and Jesus was addressing the serious issue of mental illness in his day. What Jesus calls salvation or eternal life or the kingdom of God in which people in other spiritual traditions might call awakening or enlightenment or liberation is actually wholeness of body mind and spirit. It is waking up to the reality of our true nature and our true wholeness which is shalom, which is peace. Now that does not mean that after seeing the kingdom of God then all psychological problems magically disappear. But they will no longer be our issues. They will be the psyche's issues and we will see that we are not the psyche. So that puts some emotional distance between us and them. Psychological issues may be present to some degree in life until the psyche dies, which only happens completely when the body dies, but entering the kingdom of God will alleviate a lot of the suffering that is associated with this. When we live out of our divine nature, then the power of the psyche is broken and we are freed from suffering. We see what we really are, that we're not the psyche, that we are not the the suffering that's going on, that we are actually one with God, the true self, which is Christ. In that knowledge and awareness is peace that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, as the scripture says. This is the peace of God that transcends human understanding. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you.
That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.